This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Tawa Mitchell. Tawa Mitchell is the Senior Program Officer at the MacArthur Foundation. How are you, Tawa Mitchell? I'm great. How are you? It's been, it's, I mean, I've been watching this video you did, or some interview you did like last year, wasn't that so? I feel like I know you watching the video 100 times. <laughs> but, but I have to ask first, Tyler Mitchell, what are the duties of a senior program officer? Well, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on your show. I think it's so important that you as a Chicagoan are amplifying other voices in our city and our region, and I'm just really grateful to be here. Um, I I will say that the duties of a senior program officer vary, but our primary duty is to make grants, to get funds and resources to communities and individuals doing hard work that need it most. So at at a very high level, that's what I do. Um, And I try to do that work informed by my own lived experience, by my own professional and educational experiences and leaning on my peers and the voices of people from the community and elsewhere in the region and the country who, who've done similar things. So, but at a very basic level, I give away um, money. <laughs> okay. I should go get my act together and learn how to write a grant and go get the ca- cash. <laughs> And if I ever got my act together, I get the with a genius. Get the what's what's the what's the real uh, title for a genius award? You know what? It's it's called a MacArthur Fellowship, okay. and uh, these are people doing innovative and and creative things to solve the world's most pressing problems. And so uh, they truly are quote unquote geniuses, which is how they were dubbed that um, to begin with. But yes, it's called the MacArthur Fellows Program. I want to get that right, so. I've, I've always heard about the MacArthur Foundation, blah, blah. You just hear it on PBS or, you know, NPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to ask, excuse my ignorance for asking, you know, just a basic question. No. Does the MacArthur Foundation have its own program that, that focuses on reducing crime here in the city of Chicago? Well, yes, we do. Um, as part of our civic partnerships portfolio um, of the Chicago Commitment Program, we actually are part of a coalition of over 50 funders who are really focused on um, supporting promising and proven approaches to reducing gun violence in our city. And so as part of the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur's Chicago commitment, we're really committed to advancing racial equity and building a more inclusive Chicago. But we can't really focus on any of the issues that we care about as a whole city, right? We can't address, you know, um, increasing jobs or, or more affordable housing or improving education or anything, population loss that the city is facing. We can't address any of those things if we don't first address gun violence, um, which is an issue that we should all care about, whether it hits our own backyard or our own communities or our own blocks or not. It's something that as Chicagoans and people who deeply love our city, as I do, that we really have to address. And so as part of our commitment to our hometown, MacArthur um, has given nearly $20 million since 2016 to really focus on reducing neighborhood crime as part of our uh, work with the Partnership for Safe and Peaceful Communities. Now, you grew up in South Shore, right? 
Yes, I did. So you know Chicago. Uh, now, part of South Shore, did they still call part of South Shore uh, Terror Town by exchange or something, by the railroad track? Well, I'm <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's some who do. You know, I grew up on um, partially on South Shore Drive for a good portion of my life. Uh, the the most of my life, I grew up on Luella, which is five blocks east of Jeffrey, for anybody who knows Chicago. And that has not been my South Shore experience. But I know that, um, you know, yes, the, unfortunately, you know, I don't like to refer to the city that I love as Chirac or Terrortown or any of those things. Um, but I know that people, people call call it by that name. Um, but I think of my parents and my neighbors and uh, community members and just the the beautiful tapestry of black folks that I grew up around. And so that's what I like to think about when I think of South Shore. And, and South Shore, like, uh, I'm out in Washington Heights, to be uh, yeah. precise. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's not, of course, it's not the same town it was when I grew up. I imagine South Shore is not right. the same South Shore. You grew up, things change, pe- uh, people evolve and neighborhoods change. And we have deindustrialization, right. blah, 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 blah. What? How do we fix it? Is it is it all public education? Is it is it strengthening the families? Is it trying to create jobs, which is really hard with the income inequality? Create pay, well, good paying jobs where people can buy the house and keep it up and have stable neighborhoods. So help us solve you know, this problem. Obviously, it's all of the above, and we're not about to undo you know, 400 years of of oppression and disenfranchisement and systemic racism. Um, But what we can do is look at what's happening right now um, with the work of the Partnership for Safe and Peaceful Communities um, that I spoke to you about earlier. We're trying to do some very um, seemingly simple sounding things like um, scaling our impact through neighborhood-based approaches, which what does that mean? It means like, We've been investing in this work for some time. We are trying to um, invest in street outreach um, and violence interruption and uh, really giving our resources to um, those folks who are on the ground in these communities hardest hit by gun violence. We are also trying to amplify um, and invest in community leadership. We, for the sixth time, we just made a a round of $1 million hyper-local grants to about 142 neighborhood organizations in 21 communities on the south and west side. So that's grants of up to $10,000 for black club captains and aunties who have uh, programs for young people out of their homes. Uh, there's There's a program in Inglewood called Think Outside the the block, and they um, they really are focused on community cohesion, and they have a program called Get Your Mind Right, right, which is an eight week program for local youth uh, between the ages of eighteen and twenty four that teaches them bike maintenance and peer mental health and wellness strategies. And so we're trying to get money out the door that way. Um, but for our two uh, really um, significant investments are in something called a Ready Chicago, which is a program of the Heartland Alliance. And, and in working in partnership with the University of Chicago Crime Lab, they really identify those folks who are uh, the, at the highest risk of 
of um, either being the perpetrators or victims of gun violence. So we recruit them into the program, we provide them social and emotional and job readiness supports, and then we subsidize wages for them to get started um, working in a, a regular job workplace environment. And similarly, uh, we work with uh, Metropolitan Family Services on a program called Communities Partnered for Peace, or CP4P, where there, too, we work with about 15 community organizations on the south and west sides. We invest in um, street outreach, where these outreach workers, in addition to sort of interrupting uh, violence um, as it happens, they also provide social and emotional supports for people who've been victimized by gun violence. And then they are, um, we recognize that these are people in both Ready and CP4P, the outreach workers that are really the core part of the program. They're people who've had experience with trauma. They've had experience with gang involvement. They've had experience uh, as victims of gun violence or they've lost loved ones to gun violence or sometimes both. They have criminal records and they have made the decision to participate in these programs, to turn their lives around to try to keep others from doing the same thing. And so in CP4P in particular, um, they have created a Metropolitan Peace Academy, which really gives the outreach workers and a, a pathway of their own, because this work is hard. Nobody wants to do this for the rest of their lives. It's, it's, um, it's just emotionally draining. And, and you have skills and other expertise that you've learned along the way that you may want to transition or as we say in the Chicago parlay into another career opportunity. And so the Metropolitan Peace Academy gives these outreach workers that chance um, to uh, standardize uh, their learnings, giving them a curriculum um, and, and, and giving them other skills and certificates that they can use when they're ready to, to do something else with their lives. So we are trying to work on all of these strategies at once. Um, also, you know, I, I, I don't want to forget we're, we're in this moment of talking about abolishing the police department, quote unquote, but um, the Partnership for Safe and Peaceful Communities, we really take... Um, reimagining uh, pu public safety systems seriously and, and, and thinking about reforming those systems and what it will take to do so. And so bringing together um, disparate groups of people, oftentimes police department, community activists, philanthropists, policymakers around the same table to really have some hard conversations about what that reimagining can look like. And we believe um, that that's a role for us to play also. Tawa Mitchell, I can talk about this subject forever, but we can't. So I cannot I thank you enough no. for taking a few minutes of your valuable time spending with me. And I uh, hopefully uh, I'm, I'm always around in your neighborhood, South Shore. I'll, I'm always around. So when I see you, I, I wave and say, that's I'm Mark Sam. So hopefully I meet you in person at some <laughs> please point. Please do. It's been <laughs> please, a pleasure. Please. You have a great day. You too.